making fun of the hand movements. That's why I've got a headset. Because the mic ends up doing all of these numbers when I, I start talking. But they always say that the boss looks really good when he hires the smartest people in the room. And I am blessed to have found some of the smartest people in the room, some of the greatest leaders in the room, and all of you guys, I'm not going to yell you out by name, but thank you so much, because the last 10 years are because of you. Everyone else, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for investing your time. Thank you for investing your finances, your lives even, into seeing every Arkansan chase their God-given dream. And I want you to know our lives are made up of seasons. And, and we're celebrating the last 10 years, but we're also opening the doors on the next season. And while God did some pretty amazing things, I truly believe that what's to come is even greater. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to kind of share a little story of me. So when I was in the sixth grade, I fell in love with this beautiful cheerleader. I asked her to go with me. She says, where? And then she proceeds to explain to me that she's in the eighth grade, I'm in the sixth grade. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> so that started the greatest season of my life, chasing Christy. Fast forward six years. I was a freshman in college, and she finally said yes to me. But she threw out a stipulation. She wanted to be free to date other people. <laughs> so even when I reached my dream... It wasn't exactly what I dreamed about. <laughs> but hey, in the end, it worked out. Like water torture, I finally wore her down. And for the past 23 years, we've been married. We have three amazing daughters. And this is how real dreams work. They take effort and they take time. So there she is, Christy, my amazing wife, who if any of you know me, you know she's patient, loving, and a very forgiving woman. Amen. The amen was actually my mother and my mother-in-law down here. So, yeah, rough life. House of Drew, all women. So we have a 20-year-old daughter, Abigail. Abigail has this compassion and love for others that inspires me every day. I love you. Lydia, my 17-year-old, this girl, she sees something and she goes after it. She's 17, and she's put together a program in her school, and she's currently raising the money to help equip the teachers to work with students with mental health issues. 17. And then there's Aubrey. No one can forget Aubrey. Nine years old. That girl keeps this old man on, her, on his toes. Keeps me jumping and then, to round out my family, there's three cats and a dog. We consider that payback for the torture of my wife. Other seasons of my life have been a lot shorter. That time my grandmother brought me lederhosen from Germany. Talk about that. There was another time that my brother and I, we each got our own Batmobiles, and we were lederhosen-wearing crime fighters. For a season... I was a shirtless cowboy. How many of y'all are glad I'm not trying that photo shoot again? My parents, <laughs> my parents let me build a half pipe, I mean a quarter pipe in the backyard. 
My parents punished me with two brothers, matching sweaters, and a cat. <laughs> this cat thing keeps coming back. I don't know if you've noticed. So, and you can't tell it now, but I actually used to run. And in 1984, Van Halen released their hit song, Jump. I bought a keyboard. Any of you that know me, my wife enjoys clapping off beat in church because I have no rhythm or musical ability. That lasted for about a minute. And for the past 10 years, I've been so blessed that my season has been right where God wants me at the Arkansas Dream Center. Growing up, I used to think that Knowing God was like going on a business trip. You know, you get all dressed up, you grab your Bible, you follow the itinerary set by your Sunday school teacher. Don't do any of the 3Ds, dancing, dating, drinking, right? All of those important things we learned as a kid. But the truth is, he's inviting us on an adventure. It's not what we thought it was. When Jesus walked up to the disciples and said, Drop your nets. I want to make you fishers of men. What do you think was said? Hey, Jesus, you catch those things with stink bait? Hey, Jesus, can we have some of those boat shoes like you wear? No, this is what God asks. What is it you love? What is it that captures your attention? What feeds that deep need in your souls to experience the richness of the world he's made? And then he bends down in your ear and says, let's go for it. Kristen Sides has a quote that many of you have heard. Where would you be if it were not for the people in your life? John Shipp has another one that's really inspired me lately. And it's every kid is one caring adult away from being a success story. And here's what I've discovered in these past 10 years. The number one thing a person in poverty needs is a relationship. And let me lay that out for you. All of, this, all of us that are in this room are who we are because of the people who invited us, the people who challenged us, and the people who encouraged us. Genesis says this, it is not good for man to be alone. Proverbs 1.5 says, a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. It's about acquiring relationships. John 14.26 talks about God sending the helper, the Holy Spirit. And the Great Commission wraps up with Jesus saying, I will be with you always. It's all about relationship. This adventure is all about doing it with other people. God created us for that. And let me tell you three things, or I mean, three relationships in my life that God put there, and hopefully they inspire you to get out there and be that caring adult for someone. Maybe it's at the Dream Center. Maybe it's in your job. Maybe it's at some total other ministry. The first one is my father, Dwayne Davis. He's sitting right down here. He invited me. I've never been told I was an accident, so I'm just going to keep on going on assuming that my birth was planned and I was invited into the family. <laughs> Unlike my siblings who showed up wearing lederhosen, driving Batmobiles, and making me hold their cat, he invited me to learn. When I was 13, I learned to frame houses. I learned auto mechanics. I learned to load trucks. I learned to lay steel in the summer heat. And most importantly, I learned what I did not want to do when I grew up. I loved the stock market. And while other fathers would go out and throw the ball with their dad, 
My dad taught me how to read SEC filings. He taught me how to read audit reports. If I had an interest, my father made it possible for me to learn. Books, seminars, or simply being in the room with him when he was having a meeting with someone else. He challenged me. My father always challenged me that if I wanted something, I had to work for it. He was the first to graduate school and college, and he made it an important thing for my life to get an education. One of the biggest things I remember is him telling the story. He had gotten out of college, and he was a CPA, and he was working at a firm. And he had a choice to stay at that firm where it was safe or step out and take a risk. He chose to step out and take a risk. And that adventure, those highs and lows, made me who I was, ready for this adventure. When I got out of line, he challenged me to do better. I can't tell you how many mornings I would go to work with him, and, and he would tell me, you can be a better man than you're being. I believe in you. He encouraged me. There was a time at school where all of the trash cans outside somehow spontaneously combusted. Somehow I ended up in the principal's office, found guilty without a trial, and the principal looked at me and he says, I'm giving you a suspension. Do you want me to call your mother or your father? Call my dad. My mom's going to kill me for sure. At least with him, I've got a fighting chance. At least once a week, I want to quit what I'm doing. And he taught me two things that encouraged me and keep me going. He told me he always sold a business or left a business right before God was going to do something amazing. And even today, he constantly reminds me the grass may be greener on the other side of the fence, but it's the same grass. Stick it out. Keep going. Dad, Mom, thank you. Thank you for everything you did for me. Thank you for all the sacrifices and just how much you love me even today, despite all the things my brothers do. <laughs> there was another man. His name was Steve Shadrach. Steve invited me. I was a freshman at college. I was at Hendricks over my head. And during that first week in the dorm, he knocked on my door. Steve said, hey, do you want to hang out? He challenged me. For that entire year, when my professors challenged my faith, he challenged me back that we have a great God. When my dorm mates challenged me to make poor decisions, he challenged me to find new friends that made the right decisions. Steve challenged me to pursue God in a relationship instead of just a bunch of head knowledge. He encouraged me. Steve encouraged me to stay the course even when everyone else around me was taking a different path. The next one is Pastor Rick Bazette. And I'm going to tell a story. He's coming up after me, so he's going to get to rebut the whole story. But he invited me. It was 2007. I had just moved back to Arkansas from Colorado. We attended New Life Church six times. And I looked over at my wife as we had left church, and we were in the car, and I said, Honey, this isn't the church for us. In the back seat were my two older daughters, the tears started flowing. The wailing started. They had kid life cash they'd never spent. <laughs> My wife takes them back into church. They spend their money. We get in the car and we leave the parking lot never to come back. And then that week I get a call from Emily. 
Emily was a dear friend, and she was Rick's assistant. And Emily said, Rick and Michelle want to take you and Christy to coffee. They invited me. And I said, that's great. I don't know what's going to come of it. But we went to coffee. We sat there at Starbucks. And I told him what my frustration was. And this is where Rick challenged me. He challenged me to find a solution to my problem. So I started a life group because you challenged me. That turned into another life group. And then you challenged me to write curriculum. When it was all said and done, hundreds of people took part in that curriculum because he challenged me. He challenged me again to come on staff as an accountant at the church. But I, in my infinite wisdom, sitting on his couch, challenged him. <laughs> and I said, Rick, I want to start this thing called the Dream Center. And he looked at me, and not to be one-upped, he challenged me back. We don't have any money. You don't have any time off. Well, let's go for it. Thank you, Rick, for challenging me. He also encouraged me. Those of you that were here last year heard some of the struggles that I've had with, with my oldest daughter and the pain that I was going through. When I called Rick, he didn't have the answers, but he picked up the phone. He didn't say, schedule a meeting. He says, I'm there for you to encourage me. Rick was available to encourage me when I called. And throughout the past 10 years, he's honored me, he's encouraged me, and he's trusted me. Not only that, but he's built a team around him. We've got Harry Bates. We've got Aaron Cruz. We've got Darren DeLon. We've got Bobby Hamilton. Hunter Bazette. These guys, every time I'm around them, they encourage me. And they tell me they love me and they believe in me. And you can't lose when you've got that around you. The past 10 years of my life would not have happened had even one of these three men not been there. Had they not been faithful to God to invite me, to challenge me, and to encourage me. You're here tonight celebrating what's been possible because of these three men saying yes to God. These loving adults saying yes, God, and investing in this one kid. If these three men had not been willing to be used by God, nearly 500 kids a week would not have a loving Christfield place to go. If they were not obedient to God, women would not have a home where they can get their lives back on track. If it were not for these three men's willingness, countless children would be in the foster care system instead of being with a loving family member. If it were not for these three men's sacrifice, over 1.2 million meals would have never made it into the belly of a hungry child. If it were not for these three men giving to me what God so generously gave to them, a young boy named Raphael would have died in a car crash having never received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. In every one of you is this same power to invite, to challenge, to encourage. Our mission here is to see every Arkansan chasing their God-given dream. And that mission starts with you saying, yes, God, use me. What began as the Arkansas Dream Center has grown into something much bigger. Because people just like you, they were invited and they were challenged and they were encouraged. 
Today, the Arkansas Dream Center is so much more than the organization I had imagined. He brought Jessica Malta to start the restoration home. He brought Hope Little to start Care Portal. He brought Kristen for North Little Rock. And now we've officially launched CityServe, all because Rick had invited a man who's never seen the Dream Center and probably never heard it to be part of his life. And he gave a building that we now use for that ministry. This past year, we've actually renamed our entire organization so that everyone will know we have a place for you. We're every Arkansan. And it consists of our cornerstone, the Dream Center, where we're going to feed and we're going to educate and we're going to equip these children to go out and chase their God-given dream. We've got the Every Arkansan podcast, which are people just like you who don't feel they have what it takes, stepping out and doing something amazing. Little Dreamers Academy provides child care to working parents. The Restoration Home, it creates a free place where women can escape their current lives, get the freedom they deserve, and springboard into their God-given purpose. We've got Care Portal, which helps keep families out of the foster care system and keeps them part of a loving family. And now we've got CityServe Arkansas, which is this next year, we've already got commitments for $6 million of usable goods from national corporate partners that we're going to take and put in the hands of the local church. And we're going to let them be the solution for their neighborhood. And we're going to see people escape this bondage and get the freedom of Jesus Christ right there in their local community. So what does Arkansas look like if every Arkansan was chasing their dream? What would the world look like? And if you walk out of here with only one thing, I want you to remember that quote. Every kid is one caring adult away from being a success story. Every kid is one caring adult from being a success story. That's you. Be inviting. Life is better when we do life together. If we want to see others win, we have to invite them where we are. Whatever God's placed on your heart, invite someone to go on that adventure with you. People don't grow where they're informed. They grow where they're accepted. Be challenging. Don't be afraid to set high standards, ask the hard questions, or attack the impossible. Be encouraging. We oftentimes look at the people around us and say, I wish I was like that guy. But here's Jesus. He has never looked at you and wished you were anyone else. Everyone in your life has value and purpose in God's eyes. Every kid, one caring adult away from being a success story. That disrespectful kid you don't want your kids playing with. That lazy coworker everyone's given up on. That homeless man on the corner. You are that caring person to, be, to make them a success story. I want to thank you for this past season. And as we move into this next season, I'm personally inviting you on the adventure that is Every Arkansas. Thank you for joining us on the Every Arkansas podcast. Let us know if there's a topic you'd like to learn more about so that we can help you chase after your God-given dream. In the meantime, you can like, subscribe, and share this on social media. Check with us next week for another inspiring story of Arkansas chasing their dream.